Love this podcast? Support this show through the supporter feature from Acast. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements. Featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Welcome to this week's Snowcast, you pint-guzzling SUV mammals. Here we are on Thursday night in Grady's yard. Sucking diesel. <laughs> Sucking pints. Sucking pints to beat the band. Um, how's it going? It's a fucking, it's been a gorgeous day. Uh, too gorgeous good, day, too like. good. Yeah. Beautiful. Pity to be in work looking out with it, but it's been a fucking spectacular day. And uh, I'll tell you what, I was actually in college all day today in a windowless room. It was miserable, absolutely miserable. Absolutely, I, I, I hate not being able to see outside. Like it actually would give you anxiety, and you're not like seasonal affective disorder as well. You can see how that is. Just so instead of having it over three months, you had it over like three hours. hours yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it's 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 actually it's the same. You know, it's that same feeling when you go. You know, when yeah. you go to the cinema during the day. And then you, so like say you go, like over the winter, if you go to the cinema, say at like 3 p.m. and it's like bright out, and then you come out and it's dark, and you're like, fuck. Like, even though you've had a lovely time in the cinema, enjoyed a nice movie, a bit of popcorn, a bit of a snack, but like. A little then, shift. A little shift, yeah. Shift down the back. But then you come out and it's miserable out. You know, well, it's not miserable, but it's dark, and you feel like as if you wasted the day. Yeah. I don't know. Is that kind of weird? Like, I didn't see the day ending and now it's does, does dark. Ma- does matter how the Scandinavians do it like? Oh, stop. Just some boys. Some boys. Um, yeah, actually, that's the one thing I noticed here. I came in for a bit of grub in Grady's yard first and uh, while well, I was waiting there on and it, it was so bright and so lovely when I arrived. Actually, before I was coming out, I had my shorts on. I was like, go on and sit outside and have a bit of grub and pint in the sun. But sudden finish that like the, the turn the turn is coming you see yeah so 
By the time I was in, it was still nice, but sun was setting. Myself and the taxi driver had a, a lovely conversation about how beautiful the sunset was after the obligatory, well, you're busy today. Yeah. But I'd say I was here 20 minutes and it was dark already, like, just turning fast. Yeah, I think, I think you're right though. You know what I say, like they say, like short evenings or like short days now, like. But like, it's also a short transition between, yeah. like, like, just day and night just fucking happens like that, like. Short to escape. Right, anyway. Enough of that shy talk. Um, yeah, welcome to Snowcast. We, t- yeah, it is near, it is about what, two weeks since we recorded, actually. We didn't bring Antonio last week uh, for because of scheduling scheduling issues. We, uh, we were yeah. just busy. <laughs> just busy, yeah. Just busy, yeah. Came, um, although we did come in here for a Oh, yeah, we did go for points last week. But we had a, an in-depth conversation about Life. a possible future business venture that we're going to keep secret between the two of us. Yeah. Um, so we did we had a bit of brainstorm last week and uh, before we knew it it was too late to record because we both had to be responsible adults the next morning yeah. so so we made a mature decision not to record yeah we did um, ah, it's, nice, it's nice as well though to just shoot the shit like it's nice to just have a conversation and not have to worry about you lads judging what we're saying not that we do that much no. of that anyway no. but uh, here we are and uh You've a, you're, you're going to Japan in like two days time. Two days time, yeah, fuck, it's going to be so I mean, good. Like, I mean, for a lad that has no interest in rugby, like, yeah, yeah. Jump on put, the bandwagon, yeah. like. Or like, this is a bandwagon holiday if ever it's on. Oh, stop, I was like, packing there, and I was just like. Hold on, where's the fucking tricolor? <laughs> Trying to shove it into the bag, like. Um, but no, really look for it, like, the rugby is going to be great, and like I think the whole like going to a big sporting event, yeah. like a World Cup, like it's like once a lifetime kind of thing. So going to that, and also Japan, like just yeah. always wanted to go to Japan. Like it looks insane. It actually kind of crept up on me a bit as well. I have like I didn't actually, I suppose because we we're so busy and stuff. Um, but it, like I didn't get to think that much about the holiday, and then. Just in the last week when I was like, shit, you need to pack, man, or you need to kind of sort out a few things that have been like, hey, what's the crack in Tokyo? What's, what, you know, what's good to do? Like, you know, looking through temples, baths, like you can go Mario Kart. Uh, you go, go Well, you can go Mario Kart tour of Tokyo, like around the streets in a Mario Kart car, like go-kart car. It sounds unbelievable, oh. yeah. And, uh, and you, you dress up like whole fucking Mario, Princess Peach, Luigi, the, all the boys. Like, as two of the most casual rugby fans you'll come across, like, we're throwing yeah. our lights within the corner, like, and as I said many, many times, I wouldn't watch a rugby match from one end of the Six Nations to the next, but boy, Jesus, during them two weeks, like, I'll be able to tell you in-depth analysis, give an in-depth analysis of the breakdown. I, I haven't a clue what I'm talking about. Sure, look, I think. Uh, but it's a good, like. We're kind of the same with a lot of sports as well, though, I'd say. Yeah. You know? Yeah. You just, you know, throw your eye to it, like. Seasonal sports disorder, isn't that what it's called? Great, great episode. Great, great episode. episode. It's in the back catalogue, lads, get on it. Get on it. And, yeah, listen, well, Japan, like, it, it's just such a cultural hotbed, isn't it? Like. Yeah, the food as well, I can't wait for that, like, it's just gonna be. And you, you would be big into, like, that kind of experimenting with the local cuisines and shit like that, wouldn't you? Uh, yeah, like I think um, 
a lot of when I went kind of like traveling there a while ago, um, one of the like the best ways of like exploring a city was like doing a food tour yeah. of it, like because not only do you get like like a walk around and kind of get acclimatized or get orientated around the city by just literally walking from like one area to another and like one restaurant to another, but like you also just get this fantastic grub that you just wouldn't try unless a local kind of shoved it in front of you. And sometimes it was a bit dodge or sometimes, not dodge, but like sometimes it just wasn't to your taste. Like I remember like in, like a lot of Southeast Asia, like their main dishes are amazing and their starters are amazing, but like they can't do desserts because it's just like condensed milky, or you know, it's yeah. overworked, I don't know. It's just like kind of these like condensed milk flans and kind of things like that, that they think are, like sugar, like or full of sugar, like this yeah. sugar, like sugar cane that is just like ground up into a into a drink, and you're like, mm. I have a. You don't if, watch if, app, lads. if you get the shits in Japan, right? Mm. When you come back and we talk about the Rugby World Cup that you've had and stuff, yeah, we're going to call that episode the Pacific Ring of Fire. I like it. I like it. I like it. That's 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 a good name. You'll be you'll, you'll you'll be having explosive diarrhea in Japan, and you'll be pissing yourself laughing thinking of that. Actually, shout out to um, some of those Asian beers, right? Kirinichiban. Kirinichiban. Um, I, I I don't know if I'm pronouncing this right, but it's like Asahi is the Japanese one. A S A H I. Asahi. Asahi. Yeah. I don't know. I can... But that is quality. And then I think we've mentioned it before on. Uh, the snowcast, but a company accompanying beers, but like with a curry, like it doesn't matter if it's Thai, doesn't matter if it's Indian, whatever. But like I'm gonna have like a singer or a tiger. Doesn't and matter if you're green or red. But, but those fuckers are yeah. delish. Like I just like they're like they're. I wouldn't be. I wouldn't be buying a, a case of them now. But like with a curry, one of them, please. Uh, shout out to beers in Shout general. out to beers in general A clink of the glass Speaking um, of Speaking of Beers What are we drinking tonight? So I was just going to get onto that one um, So We've had a lovely surge in listeners recently In uh, the United States of America So if you're one of those American listeners Welcome to Snowcast Check out the older episodes and stuff like this We're in a bar tonight That turned one year old last week Just like we did two weeks ago Yeah <laughs> And uh it's great as yard, it's in Waterford. So, uh, basically, new listeners of Stonecast won't know about Waterford, really, will they? Waterford's a medieval uh, Viking city in Ireland. It's the oldest city in Ireland. And uh, it's class. Come check out the Norman structures that still stand today. And uh, if you're here, come into Great as yard because it's this class pub. We're going to talk about climate, the climate in a bit um, on. But when you talk about like you know, the impact that your food has, the carbon footprint of the food and the drink that you drink, like basically the lads are a couple 40 miles away in Wexford, however far it is to Wexford, brewing all the beer on site there and they own this pub, Yellow Belly Beer owned Grady's Yard. So we're drinking beer that's made and produced down the road, using hops and malt that's produced in Ireland and like Wicklow and, and, and around the place. What more do you want? Yeah, all the, cheap, all... A sustainable, eco-friendly pints of deliciousness all of the all of the food that is here they use like locally sourced ingredients yeah and um, they invite in local uh food sellers or like other like they don't need they don't just have their own chef they invite others in to like serve on on certain days and 
every single item of furniture, including the whole bar itself, has been upcycled. So yeah. they have like they have it's reused like that. every uh, other material that they've found from skips from from fucking dumps around the yeah. spot and like have just like made the bar out of this. We were pretty much sitting on old school chairs and like side tables that, that you'd find like at the back of a, a priest's hall. <laughs> I've never been down the back of a priest's hall, I do. <laughs> um, yeah, so like uh, uh, on Wednesdays they have either Keen from the, the Pure Food Company in to do um, his class tagines and, and then, uh, the, and then uh, Keith, Keith Daniels of uh, Snowcast fame. Yeah. He was on the Snowcast before as well. So he's a uh, Ching On, which is like a, a like Asian fusion kind of place, I think. Mm. I haven't been in any meat. I must get in and have their. Oh no, it's Mexican. Sorry, what am I fucking talking about? I think Asian fusion because something is hot today. Me- he does Mexican food and um, they are here on, on Wednesdays as well. And then they have their own kitchen towards the Friday. I had a chicken burger there. Lovely mayonnaise. Lovely mayonnaise. <laughs> <laughs> so, well, I'm just going to take that snippet out of the episode there. And just... No, lovely mayonnaise. We might call the episode lovely mayonnaise actually. <laughs> um, th- that's how we come up with the titles for you lads. Just some stupid one of us says during the episode. Uh, what am I drinking? The 4.3% Yellow Belly Citra Pale Ale. Bjor's Beer of the Year 2018. Beer of the Year for a reason. We keep fucking drinking it for a reason. It's just delicious. Perfect amount of hoppiness. Um, nice body to it. Clean finish. So tasty. And a 4.3%. Uh, it's it's not a kind of craft beer that is going to have you hanging off the end of the chair after a couple of pints. No, they're like... It's their flagship pint. Yeah. You'd, you'd fart a bit the next day though. Might do, yeah. Um, but... When... I think for me, anyway, it is definitely... Uh, step up from like or just a step up from the macros it is like your macro beer but with flavor is what i yeah. would say it is it's like, like um it's like you know it's something it's, that i would drink like, for the night you know because yeah well the way i look at it is it's like someone took the best macros and taught them about temperature and hops yeah yeah and like not having to not like not been not having an expiry date of like 28 yeah. months. Yes, but you know as well, do you know what I noticed? Do you know what, like basically where was I and I had a few pints of uh, for my dynamite. No, it's up with Tom Fitz, Neil's dad, my fiance's dad, uh, there last Friday night. And I went into the Horseshoe Inn in Abbey Leagues that actually has fucking Bally Cavan and bottles. And I was in there and I was going to order one then. But as I walked in the door, Tom saw me and ordered me a pint of Heineken before he even got to the bar. Which like was a lovely gesture. Sound man. Mm. Great man to go for a pint with. Lifetime ambition of yours now to go for a pint with Tom. It is, it is. But actually, just to cut across yet, there is something lovely, right? When you see see someone and just fucking order a pint for them like you know yeah i think that's i think that's it's a magical gesture like that's the like, sign of a true bond like because yeah, you know what me? they you know what they like yeah you know generally like you know and you know you're that you're you're giving them that gift of a yeah. pint as well like you know i'm only marrying her for a father yeah um so i had a couple of points of heineken on last friday night and um what amazed me was the state of the end of the point. The end of the point is fucking rank muck. And I never really noticed it before mm. I went on the craft beer journey with yourself. Mm. But fuck me, like, 
They have the pints of bollocks. Like. Tell us, like, is it like murky? I think, or like, I, th- like... I think it's a combination of, right? They serve them so cold, so the taste is dulled down, so you're, yeah. you don't really get any taste off them. By the time you get to the end of the pint, all of a sudden it's starting to come to room temperature. Right, okay. So I think it's just naturally the taste like piss. Right, I have another I have another thing for you now, right? Go on. So, you know festival cans, right? Yeah, right. I'll be familiar with them. So Breakfast cans, like. Breakfast cans, right? So I went to EP there, right? And I bought uh, cans of uh, Brewdog. Um, I bought a few Elvis juice. I bought the orangey one. That's class enough. I don't know what the fuck it's in called. In the green can? No, it's in an orange can. Oh, I get you. And I bought, uh, I bought uh, Punk IPA. And I also bought uh, McGargles. McGargles Passion... No, grapefruit something, IPA, let's say, right? So, bought those, right? The Jeeper. And I had them in the tent all throughout the weekend. And it wasn't, it wasn't like your normal cold electric picnic overnight, like. You know, yeah. sometimes it goes so to it minus two or whatever. Near a Jew, like. Near a Jew, right? And those cans were tasty as fuck on the Sunday, right? Yeah. So, is that because they are, like, made to be served at the higher temperature. Well, if you think about it, Gerald Costello said this to us a few weeks ago. Yeah. That the Back average... The, the average... Cost- temp- what's what's Costello's crack? Costello's crack. Yeah. We're not talking about his arse, by the way. Um, that the average temperature of a macro lager now is three degrees that it's being served at. Mm. And like eight degrees brewing are named eight degrees because that's the ideal temperature to serve their beers at. Yeah. So like straight away it's being served an awful lot colder. But also as a, like, you know, taste buds are functioning at their most at room temperature. So like, I don't know, I reckon that's what a bit what it was. Yeah. Whereas citrus is an explosion of flavor. Yeah. The yellow belly citrus, you know, it, it really, really and truly is. So, yeah, it's a delicious drink. You're, you're also drinking it, I believe. I am, I, yeah. Well, that's what I bought you anyway when I went to the bar. Uh, and that's what I had beforehand. Yeah. I also had a, while I was at home, I had a lovely glass of Sauvignon Blanc by Isla Negra. It was delicious. Kira had a, had a, an inkling for a glass of wine, so she bought a bottle. I don't, yeah, I don't drink wine, but we should do a wine episode. Yeah. Also, what I was also thinking of there lately is that we need to do a like, home cans episode as well. Right, I have this brilliant idea. Right. We should, for the YouTube, right, we should get, try like fucking get the YouTube back on and we should sit outside somewhere, scenic, with someone and do a little 10 minute segment with them and it could be called a like, can with whoever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we just drink a can with whoever. I like it. And we just... And I think there should be like, do you know the way they like soccer M do teammates or like, well, used in the day, I've watched soccer M in like 15 years ago. Yeah. Used to do like teammates and it was the same question to each person. Yeah, who's the longest in the shower? Like, all that shit, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We should do that, but like, with pub related questions. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, who's the slowest to drink their pint? Oh. So we should get like a. Uh, Dennis Irwin. Yeah, Dennis Irwin or John O'Shea, <laughs> like, would be good or. Yeah. William Butler Yates. Yeah, yeah, grand. Uh, something like that would be good. <laughs> I don't know where that came from. But yeah, we should do a cans episode. Um, we planned to do a cans episode once and then everyone just had stuff on that weekend. 
But sure, look, on we go. Um, so, we're 18 minutes in. Not a yeah, near topic. It, it, <laughs> near, I mean, like, near, near, near topic. We're arriving in blind by for muck for the intro. Like. Yeah. But um, basically, I was coming in today and uh, I spotted something in the sky that I've spotted a few times lately. And I almost think it's like the world is doing a Google and a, or, a, or a, a Google or an iPhone thing on it. Do you remember your phone listens to your conversations? So yeah. then, like, if I I said, say if I said to, to you this evening now before we leave here, I'm thinking of buying a car in a few weeks. All of a sudden, every car dealership in the country will be popping up in my ad feed. Like, yeah. Know? So a couple of months ago, a couple of weeks ago now, Neve's mother. She has a big birthday coming up and we were like, what do you want for your birthday? And she said, I've always wanted to do a hot air balloon night. And ever since I've seen nothing but fucking hot air balloons in the sky. There was a few, there was like three or four over Kilkenny there last weekend. There was one there tonight. There was one there last night and one again tonight in the same spot. Yeah. So, see a lot of hot air balloons. Fucking great weather for it as well. How class are hot air balloons? Have you ever been on one? No. Me neither. Never been. But definitely I'd be on the on the the same uh, thought process as Neve's mother. Like fucking definitely want to do one like. We should do an episode in a hot air balloon <laughs> with cans. Interviewing the hot air balloon operator. And what are you doing now? Um, hot air balloons are mad. So it got me thinking, right? Yeah. People I actually don't know this because I've only ever seen hot air balloons in like these random low-budget 90s films like and then you see the odd one like maybe five in my life but I've seen like five in the last week now. Yeah. Were hot air balloons ever used as like an actual mode of transport? No, surely not. Like. Look it up there actually on the phone while we talk about Right. While you're looking up were hot air balloons made as a mode of, ever used as an actual mode of transport? I reckon they were. Some blimps like. Blimps are just hot air no, balloons. No, they're steroids. not hot air balloons though. They're hot air balloons on steroids. Yeah, they but are. like they're not like. I I literally just searched were hot air balloons. End of search. Siri thinks you're a dope. Uh, go on anyway. Yeah. Um, so, so it got me thinking about all these mad modes of transport. Like when you consider like the Hindenburg made that basically made blimps no longer like common modes of transport right do you want, do you want the answer war. so they weren't they were used for recon during the wars they were used like to observe and suss out enemy positions especially so, during the french revolution so the french revolution is like the the late 18th century isn't it 1794 yeah yeah so that's class. Oh, actually, hold on now. Hot air balloon travelled for the luxury traveller of the 1800s. There you go. So, but, like, you wouldn't be fucking buying one yourself, like. You wouldn't have one out the back, like, you know, and just... You know, it wouldn't be like a horse or something, you know, that you just have, like. Yeah. It's quite, like... I do, I do think, like, you know, I'm watching, like, Paul Dark on one of these TV shows. Like... Travelling by horse is fair cool back yeah. in the day when there was no cars about like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, right, so you were kind of asking there what kind of cool shit. What like, are the mad modes of transport like that you, you just wouldn't come across day to day in Ireland that you'd love to use? So, like, 
obviously blimps are no longer really a thing. Yeah. Or not blimps. Uh, blimps are what I'm thinking of, isn't it? Blimps are... As mode of transport. They're like trans- the Duff beer. Yeah. Yeah. Like the Hindenburg was a blimp. Blimp, yeah. Right. Uh, so like the Con- Concorde obviously is no longer in use. Oh, Although there's talks of like a... a supersonic kind of yeah. coming back like. Um, they look class. Although, see those, those fucking... That, like air, air flight like has had a bad old go in the last few years. Like those yeah. Boeing 737 Maxes have been an absolute. That, that was like the Indonesia Airways and like fucking. The, there, was a, there seemed to be a week there where they were going down every day. Like yeah, 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 which put the shits on you, like yeah. Uh, that had to do with like them wanting to make the thing more fuel efficient. So. Funnily enough, like when you're uh, when you're creating uh, the jet engine, the larger the jet engine is, the actual more fuel efficient it is, right? So like the bigger the actual yeah. thing is, the more fuel efficient it is. So they were making a more, they were making it bigger, but because it was so big, it actually wouldn't fit under the wing. So they had to place it in front of the wing, like kind of like still still kind of under it but like it was more kind of like the top yeah. of it was like right on the wing and it was right in front of the wing so because it was in front of the wing there was a different thrust on it so, so if, you, if you put it kind of more forward in the plane yeah the plane tilts up like it, it gives it more it, of a thrust it alters the aerodynamics of it alters the aerodynamics so the nose of the plane will tilt upwards right so to adjust that they have to adjust the trim of the you know the two back road flaps flaps I was going to call them rudders but like flaps of the plane right the, so the plane's fanny flaps exactly yeah <laughs> at the rear of the plane anyway right uh, those those flaps then have to like software then is like inputted into the into the aircraft to combat this nose tilt right so that the the back, the back flaps then adjust so that the nose will be tilted down so what happened when those big crashes was that the fucking it was sent off to uh, some I think Indian software developer, developers and like again software developers and the guys who are actually on the ground operating things like no communication between them and what what it's really like. So like the plane just fucking just went into a nosedive because it like over the trim over trimmed the, the over calibrated like over calibrated yeah. and like. Went into it in, to combat the front of the. Yeah. the fucking it's, ridiculous, like. It's mad because, as you know, like I have a fierce interest in Formula One, mm. and something that I'm really interested in is the engineering and the design of it all. Yeah. And at a very basic level, so the the concept of airplane engineering is to keep it off the ground. Yeah. The concept then of Formula One engineering is to keep it on, on the ground as, as much as possible, yeah, get yeah. as much grip. So basically. The, at, a, at the most rudimentary level, the Formula One wings are designed as inverse airplane wings, essentially. Yeah. And they're trying to press, press, the, car. press the car into the ground. Um, so, in the late 80s, early 80s or late 80s, in the 80s anyway. Kind of, the late 80s. Yeah, and around then anyway, there was this thing introduced Formula One called Ground Effect. And it was like... Um, these like fucking mad designs of like double chassis and stuff like this that had basically created so much downforce 
that it was like that that the cars would go ridiculously fast in a straight line. Yeah. But like any if you introduced any external condition of force, the car pretty much like inverted and there were some massive huge crashes like where the car just take off like. Oh like there's there's some mad ones, like you know, um ground effect was those cars were really unsafe and like they went really fast but loads of drivers you listen you, you hear interviews with drivers nowadays and they like call them like dead machines and like this madness like I and I often think this when you're thinking about when I'm thinking about you know you see like debates about Formula 1 and like saying how quick will the car how advanced will the aerodynamics and stuff get and I know I'm always like well the more you fiddle with like a front wing the more impact that'll have on a rear wing and a Formula 1 car and the more that'll impact on performance and it's a very fine balance like you can't just front load a shitload of front wing to make, give you way more downforce going into a corner because then you have a real unsteady rear wing and you'll get fucking mad oversteer yeah, you know what I mean yeah, yeah, yeah. so what that's exactly what's happened there like the fucking they've overbalanced one part of the aerodynamics and it's thrown off, thrown off the yeah. whole aircraft yeah. by overly focusing on one aspect mad Mad. Just class, right? Yeah. Board of transports. That was, yeah. that was actually really interesting. Yeah, go on. You, you knew an awful lot about it. You, you must have read up that, did you? Yeah, 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 recently enough, yeah. That's, Jesus. Uh, so, the Lake District in Michigan, right? The Great Lakes. They have a microclimate where, geographically, if there wasn't a lake there, they shouldn't really get much snowfall. But they get massive amounts of snowfall for a prolonged period of time around one of the big massive lakes because of like the it's, it's actually called lake effect so basically you've got these uh certain periods of time during the year where there's massive massive like um tracks for snowmobiles and shit like that but i always think like fucking snowmobiling and stuff like that like in snow skiing and do you know all these little motory stuff that you get to go around um, to go around snowy areas that you'd see on like wild Alaska and stuff they're fucking class like I'd absolutely love to have a bang off a snowmobile and I would absolutely so when I was I think it was 1998 my parents brought me and my cousin um, Jamie who was I was a snowcast contributor and uh, to Lapland to meet Santa so and you can't go him no oh yeah yeah Oh, Santa. Yeah. Yeah. Sound, does he? Yeah, sound, yeah. It was actually fucking... He comes across sound most, I think, like. Yeah, yeah. It was actually a fucking insane trip. But uh, we got to go on the back of a snowmobile. Like, uh, Dad was driving one. Uh, Mam drove one. Uh, my aunt and stuff drove one, like. So it was fucking class. Like, driving it for miles, like, you know, and it was just, like, in a kind of convoy. But, like, I would love to have a crack off what it was now, like, just to... Like, oh, yeah. And it was like, you know, it was like nighttime driving as well, where it's just like just the lights, and we had like, you know, a path going between a wood, like woods with like trees on either side and stuff, and it was insane. Yeah, there's like, um, in Finland, on like mountain sides, there's like snowmobile races and stuff. Oh, and like, stop. it's just madness, like, it's, I'd say it's pure adrenaline junkie stuff. Now, to bring it back to a mode of transport, but the snowmobile is an adequate mode of transport. Oh no, sorry, yeah, it is, it is. It don't, is. don't. Sorry, I'm, I'm sorry. Don't I'll, be downtrodden sorry, on the snowmobile. Sorry, to add to modes of transport, right? But to bring it to a mode of transport that I would hate to do, right? So last year, 
I went skiing around uh, end of January, uh, Saturday, February on the Today FM ski trip. This year, sorry. And uh, we just kind of walked down to the to the um, to the ski lifts every morning. And uh, as we were walking, like we'd walk, kind of walk around this big park. And like, now imagine skiing to work. That'd be class. Like, just fucking imagine yeah. getting a lift and skiing to work. So like, our ski instructor um, used uh, work in a bar at night. So like, when he was finished like instructing us, he used to, like get up, get a lift up, and then he like fucking ski down to his bar. And like, that was his method of transport to work, which is unbelievable. That's so cool. Like, you know, he's so much cooler than we are. Yeah, but. In the morning, when I was walking, or when we were walking to um, the ski lifts, there used to be guys cross-country skiing to work, like just people living in that village, and it looked like the most miserable thing ever. Like, imagine that, like, it looks like it's it's all the worst parts of skiing, and you're going to work. Exactly, yeah, and like your man kind of looked as well. Like, do you remember? Remember Hal in Malcolm in the Middle where he took yeah. up the power walking? Yeah. Yeah, it looked like that, like, you know, that kind of like... Did he have a tash? Uh, I don't think he did, but... For he, the point of the story, we're going to say he did. Yeah, he did, yeah, yeah, yeah. He had a real big Bavarian tash on him, like, it was, yeah. Yeah. He had the the, the droplets of, of his last night's pint frozen on the tip of his moustache. Yeah, and he was licking them off as he was on his way to work. And that tasty little buzz before work. Oh, I can taste it myself. Modes of transport, but I wouldn't like to do that. I haven't done. Um, I always thought, you know them boats with the big massive fan in the back of them that you oh, see around yeah. Florida? Yeah. I always thought, they're the kind of yokes that have so much torque that you just fall off and be eaten by an alligator. Yeah. I never, that never rested easy with me. No. Uh, no, I, I, um, I, I don't think they'd be that good. I think you'd kind of get sick of them, like, yeah. you know. Do no, you know I, what, I've like, been on a jet ski before. Have you? Yeah, jet skis yeah. are class. Yeah, see, Absolutely the, fucking brilliant. Yeah, I think, um, I think that, that big fan yoke would be a bit of a, a novelty yoke that would die kind of soon enough, like, you know. It'd be kind of like pedal boats. You know, pedal boats are a bit class for 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 time being. Pedal boats are never class. class. No, they're class for like the first two minutes. You're a pure fella. The oldest fella there, like ten years older than anyone else in the Swan pedal boat. <laughs> yeah. And you were there, Kira, take a picture of me. Yeah, actually, no. An old lad in a fucking Swan pedal boat is like fucking key for a paedophile, isn't it? Oh, like, that's as pedo alert as you. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, Sorry, sorry to the Adam Swan Pedal Boat Association. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I... The spa. Yeah. <laughs> Them, uh, the fucking... The ships back in the, like, back in the days of the, um, the hot air balloon lads, you know? The boys going in the hot air balloons were sound, but the lads travelling in them ships, were, they look miserable bastard of places as well. Like, do you know when you're younger and, like, the cartoons and stuff, they're, like, glorified, like... Yeah. The, the boys in the Little Mermaid sailing on the ships and that and the boys coming over to Pocahontas yeah John John no. what's his name over to John Silver John Silver over to have a ship Pocahontas yeah like John Smith sorry he's John Smith that's what he is Long John Silver John, Long John Silver uh, but yeah they, 
that's all of it, man. Stuff that really enticed me. I went, I went there paragliding when I was uh, 18 or 19 in Turkey. That was class. Yeah. Scary though. Scary as fuck. Which one is paragliding again? Is that the one with the where you're strapped in? No, with para, the... paragliding is where you're holding on to the just a smaller yoke. Parasailing is when you're like strapped into this big huge yoke and you're being pulled along. So I did the oh yeah yeah, yeah. so it's par- I did the one that's uh, it's like say like a parachute, but like you start off and like the wind catches you, you know. And that's bring- parasailing. But that's parasailing. But this wasn't on a boat now or anything. This was like. From the ground, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Par- yeah par- that's what I did, yeah. Uh, Paragliding is the, the triangular thing, yeah, is yeah. it, Jay, that you're lying down, like, and you're... Well, I, I, I left off a cliff kind of yoke. Yeah, exactly, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, um, actually, do you know, do you know what's fucking nonsense, right, in general, that's actually no crack, and people who own yachts and stuff, right, but boating in general, is shite. Seems like, like a load of hard work to me. It's a load of fucking hard work. Like we, like we did a boat tour, like a boat trip uh, from like Panama to Colombia. That was five days long, and like the scenery was amazing and that stuff. Like, but the hardship in between, like, like trying to like cook your dinner where the boat is like going up and down and all around and and, and like you know, there's people like, fortunately, like I had to take like anti-sickness tablets beforehand. But like, I, there was tw- 13 of us on the boat, minus the crew, and like t- 11 out of the 13 of us were sick. Like, I, t- I was fine because I had actually... You drugged yourself. Drugged myself up, like, and, and, uh, and Kira drugged herself up. But the rest of them were fucked, like, absolutely fucked. It, like, literally, we, we, we started off, the uh, first night we, took, we had a game of cards, and it was like, it, they were falling like a fucking... House of cards, like the fucking thing was, like they were gone every every few seconds. Or fuck sailing is what you're saying. Fuck sailing. Sailing is hardship, like. Ah, oh, pure hardship. Whereas, like, the boys in the higher balloons. That's class. Throw a bit of coal in the fire. Right. Um. So I think we'll uh, we'll take a little break in here we'll take, and. Take a little uh, so We'll have a word from our sponsors. There might be sponsors this week. Uh, I presume there will be. Yeah. We'll have a little word from our sponsors. So if you want to be a player, but your wheels ain't flying, you got to hit us up to get a pimped out ride. Well, how's it going? Today's Snugcast is brought to you by Pimp My Ride Mulnavat. Are you tired of riding around in your bucket of choice? Well, let's get down to Jim Jazz Customs and we'll get you geared out. We'll put a few subwoofers in the back. We might put a fish tank in your boot. We'll have PSPs on your roof. So get down to Jim Jazz Customs and pin my right mull of that. And Snugcast will have you sorted out with a 20% discount for two weeks only. Pimp my right mull of that is not affiliated with the IRA. We're back at the table. Pint glasses full, bladders empty, and uh, ready to chat a bit about something that uh, I, we haven't really talked much about in the podcast, but it's something that we talk an awful lot about off the podcast, is um, climate change, climate change activism, yeah. the polar ice caps, the 
Ice Cube. Ice Cube. levels. Ice Cube. The aging of Ice Cube. <laughs> <laughs> ice Cube saying he'd never have dinner with a president and then going on to have dinner with several presidents. Yeah. Um, climate change. Yeah. Uh, and not just the changing face of rapper Ice Cube, but the change with environment. And like tomorrow, so we're, well, we're releasing this on Monday, so it'll have happened last Friday when you're listening to this. Yeah, so um, I was thick as a brick now. Yeah, you wouldn't have what I was on about. Yeah, so I, I've obviously been in a little bit of a bubble. I've kind of, I've kind of, I, I kind of disengage from social media every now and again as well. I just yeah, it's good to do. Like yeah, it, it, sometimes I find it a bit toxic and I find it a bit one-sided as well. Yeah, ne- neither of us have been on social media much. I'd say the last couple of weeks. No, on the snowcast, our personals. I did a per- I did a personal unfollowing of a lot of people on my personal account there recently. Yeah, do you know people that be negative? And I'm I'm actually negative enough on Twitter myself to be honest. I'm always complaining about cunts like yeah. But, okay, it's it's good for you to do another cleanse every now and again like. Yeah, I, and sometimes I think as well, like as I said, like it can be a bit negative, and you know, it, there's not there's, yeah. sometimes there's not much positivity, like good news stories that are coming out of it. Like so, it's one of them things. I often find that like on social media, you'll have periods of time where you're like well able to cope with the negativity and you'll push it off. But then there's some things where you just, for I couldn't be dealing with negativity today. I don't know. Yeah, like why do you need that external negativity as well? Like you know when like. Yeah. You know, people have stressful jobs or, you know, stressful lives and... I did something the other day to help me with this, actually. And it's something that I should do, do more often and something I used to do an awful lot of before and I don't really do much anymore. But after work on Tuesday, I went into town, into the book centre. Shout out to the book centre in Waterford, a brilliantly local-owned bookstore that has, like, books on everything, little coffee shop in there, seating area that you can just pull a book off the shelf and sit down and read some of it. Former former cinema as well, so like when you go in there, it has this like huge kind of like, you know, where the screen was, but like it's yeah. now filled with books, like fucking class. And it's almost like a little amphitheater. It's amazing, it's there. amazing. It's really, really good. And uh, I went in and I bought, um, I bought three books. And I said to myself, the next thing now, you're just not arsed to social media, but you're kind of not arsed to social media or television, and you want to pass a couple of hours. You know, if a few books to read now, like a few interesting books. So I uh, look forward to getting stuck into them. I have a chapter of one I've read already, because uh, before I came in here this evening, I was a bit like, fuck me phone now, because I'll be using it later on. Yeah. And I uh, sat down and read the first chapter of a book, and actually it was like, mad keen to start the second chapter, and then I was like, fuck, I need to go in. Go in here now and feed He's got a few points. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, book's good. Um, book's good. <laughs> <laughs> book's good, social media bad. Um, oh, fuck. But t- tomorrow, there's a climate change, climate action strike happening by students throughout the country of Ireland. Which was what I was oblivious to. Which yeah. is basically what that social media brand Which is ironic because you're being a student at Z. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and it's absolutely fantastic. And like loads of schools are getting on board with it. Loads of schools are um, encouraging their students to take part and teaching them about how important it is to protest and stand up for what you believe in, etc., etc. So what? They're protesting that the government is, is it the government aren't going far enough with the government, climate the action, world, is it? Just protesting about society in general being cons about the planet. Okay, okay. 
And is this is this a worldwide day or is it a national day or do you know? Uh, I have no idea. Okay, yeah. I don't know that much. But well, well, it's, it's national at least. Yeah. Is what you're saying? Yeah, uh, yeah. But it made there were it made headlines for the wrong reason for like there was an hour of social media this morning mm. where this climate strike was mad all the rage, and ironically for the institution that made this particular decision it's almost backfired them because they've just made everyone like fucking first of all I think that the institution is full of dicks in terms of like the admin and the staff and stuff which quite possibly well could be and uh, who the climate change no 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 this particular institution I'm going to come on to in a minute oh okay right school school is it yeah okay and secondly it actually made like basically brought a whole new level of awareness Obviously not to you. <laughs> About not this uh, climate action strike day, whatever the fuck it's called. Oh, yeah. I'm not too good on these terminological terminological phrases. Uh, that's a bit of a mouthful. And Blackrock College, a private fee-paying school in the south side of Dublin. Uh, Brian O'Driscoll went there. Like it's an, so it, it has produced some like good Irish citizens, but it's notorious for being a high fee-paying school like this kind of elitist culture about the place and uh, I don't I, I'm not sure if we have any listeners who went to Blackrock College by all means send us on your impressions of going there and stuff I've known I've no impression of the place but as an external person it's like satirised by Ross O'Carroll Kelly in his books and all that an awful lot isn't it like oh yeah yeah it's like and that it, whole culture of well it's like Blackrock and Castle Knock form up the Castle Rock yeah. co- college that uh, Ross goes to or went to yeah. so like basically it's a private fee paying school and it is absolutely made up of higher class upper class not higher class upper class um, children of uh, rich elite citizens of Ireland basically and the school has um, basically banned the students from protesting against climate change tomorrow which is like fucking ludicrous and I can't get my head around it It makes no sense I mean at the end of the day to be fair like a school that keeps producing like um, absolutely like inept and um, incompetent government ministers I can see why it's done that yeah Uh, but at the same time too was poor form and it rightly drew like fucking absolute mad criticism um, I, can, I, I can get I can get in a sense right why a school might ban is obviously the wrong word because that means just nobody is allowed to protest or like you know protesting is a bad idea like which is that is wrong right but I can understand why they might go like, right. Books, books good, protesting bad. Yeah, but like, I can understand why like, say, lads in the school are, who have no fucking inclination about climate change will just jump on the bandwagon of a free day off school, yeah. right, you know? So I can understand why. It won't be a free day for the parents though, they will be paying the fees. Exactly, right? Yeah. But like, day off, like, no, like, oh, I care about whatever, right? But. You can't, like, yes, they could maybe say, like, call it off 
for tomorrow, but they would have to offer an opportunity for like uh, for like a protest that has you know has been like structured and like that should have been yeah. that should have been that should have been called like beforehand, you know, like not not the day beforehand or whatever. But also part of a well-rounded education is not just an education on arithmetic languages and fucking philosophy and all this shit, like. A part of a well-rounded education is education about society and a fucking key part of a functioning society is the right to protest and the right to um, yeah. stand up for what you believe in. So like, in anything, like they're actually being a poor educational facility. And, and like, even if, even if the vast majority of students there don't believe in climate change, let them fucking counter-protest. It's not like they're going to fucking spark a riot or anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Ballymun kick-ems go down and have a big riot with the... Black Rockets. It's not going to happen. No, no. But like, I, I can I can also understand how, like, I'm playing a bit of devil advocate here. But I'm just saying that the the school might say like, okay, if we allow this, then will like people start like protesting then that like there's you know yeah. unclean water or you know. But and, like, like this, you know, this is part of a mass like thing. Like this is like. Nationwide schools all yeah. over the country. No, I, like I'm, I'm totally in agreement for it, but like, it's, and especially I think because there's like the climate change summit at the moment happening in New York, and obviously Greta Thunberg right, yeah. and stuff like. Fuck. We, if there's some, if like you know, what I mean? sometimes you know you see like it always happens to me with like say footballers, right? And I see like fucking some 19 year old, 20 year old footballer, or whatever, who's on fucking. 200 grand a week or whatever like you know and it's unbelievable and it's a huge future ahead of him and so talented or whatever and I'm like fuck you know like I'm not, not that I'm I'm actually not really that jealous of them but I'm like fair like you know fair fucks in them they're I'd be jealous know, of, their, of their lifestyle and that their job is to play sport yeah yeah and yeah the crap. whereas like but for her I am like I like there's no way I could be anywhere close to that like even like now in my life mm. as like that like that resolve that determination that ability to speak in front of yeah. others that ability to speak your opinion that ability to know what is right in your own mind and know that no matter what anybody else says that you have this strong opinion on something and that, that yeah, you are going to like fighting the tooth and nail about it. Did you see her quote the other day? It was brilliant. It was like, uh, I'm not trying to get you all to listen to me. Like, I'm trying to get you to listen to the scientists and the people who actually know the stuff. Like, yeah. Which I thought was a really good quote. Uh, like, that's that's good activism. Like, uh, and, and like loads of schools are actively encouraging their 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 students uh, to, to go, strike her to, to go and yeah, protest, protest yeah. and create awareness and. Um, I think it's really good, but the Blackrock College thing was a bit fucking like, come on, yeah, you know, give it the give it the program, and even if you as an institution and your the majority of your students disagree, fucking teach them about the importance of counter protesting. Like, no, the majority like, isn't always right. I I do happen to go along with the majority in this instance. The majority isn't always right, and the right to counter protest should always be upheld as well. Yeah, no, but like I. So, Sorry, for what I was saying... Oh, you were playing devil's advocate, didn't you? I was playing devil's advocate, but I was also saying that the school did wrong in maybe leaving it too late and then, you know, the day beforehand being like, it's, look, nobody do this, it's banned, it's called off, whereas, like, they should have, like, supported this 
and go like there is a climate protest today and like the morning classes are off or like you know the you know yeah. or you know it like or you know you restructure the 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 fucking curriculum or whatever so that you can fit this in like you like you know you I don't know you do it in what is that like fuck it do you know what are they going to learn them one day anyway I know I know I know I know but like so most of them won't even pay attention in the class that's true yeah but yeah I, I just thought the climate strike was um, when I saw the backward college thing today it struck me um, but also like young people are like throughout our whole teenage years and young adult years like we went protesting once, I'd say, mm. against the increase in college, student college fees. Yeah. Um, these young people nowadays are class, like, they were so active in repeal the age. They were yeah. so active in um, the gay rights referendum, the yeah. marriage referendum. And um, now they're so active in climate change. Yeah. And do you know what? Like, our generation, they're showing us up big time in terms of, like, fucking social conscience and public awareness and Very fucking cool. act. Yeah. Fair fucks to them anyway. Fair fucks you lads. Actually, think about, think about college fees actually, right? So during the, say, mid-90s, okay, the government paid, so we have, we have, uh, we have free uh, higher education in Ireland. In inverted commas. In inverted commas. We have uh, free higher education in Ireland. So that means that um, for your undergraduate, so say your four years of whatever inst institution you want to go to, so whether it be an institute of technology or whether it be a university or college or whatever, that um, the government will pay, in inverted commas again, for um, tuition fees. For tuition fees, okay? So in the mid 90s, um, the uh, income or the costs that were associated to a college or an institution, the government paid 90% of um, that, uh, that amount, right? And the 10% was made up by fees and by like charitable donations or by, uh, you know, say scholarship funds or, you know. Philanthropy. Philanthropy, yeah, uh, beneficiaries, whatever, right? How much does the, what percentage does the government pay now? I would 60% maybe. I'm guessing that. I have no idea. How much? It's been half. 45%. Yeah. Because well, the administration fees now are fucking through the roof. Like, so like our, first, our first year in college, the admin fees were about 900 euro. So back in the mid 90s, your administration fee was about 150, 200 euro. Pound. Now the, pound, right? Or, well, yeah, probably, yeah, £150, let's say, right? So, now, for someone who's going to UCC um, and uh, doing a course, it is €3,000 per year. It's what but I... You know, and that's, do, that's the do, latest figure. I, but you know what's hilarious, like, we will have listeners in the States right now that are probably fucking $200,000 in debt because of their education. Yeah. And then, like... Because of that debt, they won't be able to afford healthcare. And, you know, Jesus. Well, that's a private industry in itself as yeah, well. Yeah, and then, but that's what I was going to say. Forbid then to break their arm, they could have like a fucking 15 grand bill then for the hospital and clinic. Do you know what I mean? And then they're homeless. And then so, 
cost three grand a year to get an education here, but could be worse. It could be in the states. You know, it could be worse, but like it's still like the amount of shite that they've had to cut back on on in colleges, like yeah. you know, and, and like it also has meant that like to cover those costs, they've had to increase the fees of the Irish students, but they've also had to then restrict courses spaces so that they get foreign investment from foreign yeah. foreign students in like you know foreign students pay full fees like yeah yeah exactly but we're like you know and it is great to have uh, like a, a Culture, mixture cultural of, diversity yeah, and stuff of, yeah. of, of, but like, I mean, like also we, then you're like you know you like you're limiting the places then yeah. as well of other and, and it's great that Ireland's a more culturally diverse place now but I'm, I love like when I went to primary school and secondary school there was only white Caucasian Irish people in our school there was I actually no there was um, Sean O'Halpine's sister was in, in school with me in secondary school for a while so she was mixed race she had a, like um, black mother is it? no her mother is Fijian so oh, she yeah. would have been Maori okay or uh, I think uh, that's completely fucking culture meaning whatever the Fijian equivalent of Maori is you know that okay um, kind of specific region. She was of Fijian ethnicity yeah. anyway, yeah. And uh, her dad's father from Fermanagh and mother from Fiji, neither yeah. of her stronghold. Yeah. And then, um, but other than that, it was like exclusively, you know, white Irish people. So to have, like it's a bit of a culture shock, but to have that cultural diversity then when you go on to third level is brilliant because certainly 10, 15 years ago, there wasn't that cultural diversity in, our, in the Irish education system, specifically where I went to school anyway. And uh, yeah, it's a good thing. I, I, I think cultural diversity is a good thing, but there's no reason why they can't extend the spaces and get that cultural diversity influx. Plus, the way Ireland's evolving, there will be naturally that cultural diversity there anyway. Yeah, there will be, yeah. But at the same time, you're saying, oh, there's no reason. But there probably yeah. is a reason because there's not the space to, or there's not the, the amount of pay. Yeah. Like they don't have the money now to pay an extra professor yeah. for an extra class or whatever. Like, absolutely, absolutely. No, that's good. Um, to finish up then on this week's podcast, I came across a class playlist. Yeah. Called Kyol Ten Shoe Share, which basically means uh, is the Irish for music 2010. Uh, a look back, and what it was is it's this playlist that. I don't. I don't. I haven't even looked into who's done it and who's arranged it and everything. But they translated songs by Irish artists in 2010 into Irish, and then got the artists to perform and record them and release it as like a playlist. Yeah. It's amazing. So there's some brilliant songs in it. So like, Bellex One Flame is on it. Mick Flannery and um, uh, Tomorrow's Papers is on it. And then like, you've got like fucking Wallace Bird and um, Mondays on it. Uh, and one of my favourites then is The Walls, uh, Bright and Shining Sun is on it as well. All translated to Irish and performed as the songs to the same meter and everything. Yeah. Really, really good. So I was listening to that the other day and I was like, these are fucking brilliant songs. And it's something that's happened to me when we've done the Snowcast playlist on Spotify as well and I've gone looking for like, say like, I've decided I'm going to do, this, I'm going to rejig the Snowcast playlist this week and I'm going to do Irish only artist and it's going to be songs released between 2009 and 2011 or whatever it could be. And then I'll go looking through the charts and I'll be like, oh my God, do you remember that song? And then I wouldn't have listened to that song for 10 years since it was actually in the charts. Yeah. And now all of a sudden it's part of all my playlists and I can't live without it. Yeah. So has that ever happened to you with a song or a couple of songs or? Uh, probably half the fucking songs here tonight in radio. Yeah. They're so good, <laughs> yes. like. Um, 
Yeah, so actually, um, there, um, I'd say maybe like two years ago or uh, more maybe, but uh, I was hosting a bit of a party in my gaff and uh, there was a girl there and she uh, was in control of the playlist, like, you know? And it was one of those things, like, uh, where she just, like, put, like, she was just, like, you know, typing in in Spotify, like, what, like you know, whatever. And, like, next thing she put up um, Feel It by um, Maya and the Temperer, right? So, I don't know if you remember the song, but you will remember it, but it's... So like you wouldn't know it by the fucking the title, right? But it's that song that goes, "What's it gonna look like with a chimney on? What's it gonna look like with a chimney?" You know that song? Yeah. And I was just like, "Holy fuck! What a banging tune!" Like, oh, and it is. It like that. That was one of those ones where, like, ever ever since then as well, I just like remember that tune, and I'm like. Like, it's one of those ones, like, at a party where you can just, like, pump it on and everyone is yeah. just, like, I think everyone, obviously, I'd say the same thing happened to her that she did to me, that, 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 like, you just fucking get that tune in your head and you're like, oh my god, what a banging tune. Uh, it happened to me for, I'm just going to quickly look up the band now because um, I can't fucking, it's actually on the snow class base at the moment, I'd say. I'm gonna have a quick, quick jolt with there now because uh, it happened to me for a song and I've, I can't, yeah, I can't take the artist off the top of my head now, so I'm just gonna quickly look this up. But it happened to me for a song um, called Sunburst. Where is it? Picture House. I thought it was Picture House, but I didn't want to say it if it wasn't. So um, the song, you know, there's a sunburst trying to break through, and um, that song. I don't, I, like that, I was coming up with a Snowcast playlist months and months ago, and I, it you know comes up with suggested songs once you're putting in something yeah. too. So I put in like Bright and Shining Sun by The Walls, I put in um, Pinball Machine by Bellic Swan, so it was going like basically late 90s, early noughties, like songs by Irish bands, was Spotify like spotted, right, it's all Irish bands and it's all in this time, so I started suggesting these songs, the next thing is suggested Sunburst, and I think Sunburst picked by Picture House and I was like what the fuck is that song again so I clicked play and within I'd say three bars I was able to recite the whole song having not listened to it for fucking 12 years I'd say yeah yeah all of a sudden I was like oh my fucking god it's um, an amazing feeling like I see you yeah. that and it just was like it took me straight you know what it did was hearing Sunburst that a couple of months ago for the first time brought me straight to the first time I put a CD in my own car after I bought my first car. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. And do you know the way you used to like burn onto like blank CDs, your yeah, own, yeah. your your version of a Spotify playlist back in the day? And Sunburst was on the CD that I burnt with like Wallace Bird um Joe that song, Oh Life, I Love You to My Bones. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I had that, I had um Eagle Eye Cherry, like it just had like all these songs on it. And all of a sudden, I, I heard Sunburst once, knew it off by heart. And then I started, like, basically in my mind going through that CD, song after song in a row, mm. in, like, the sequence that it was on the CD in. Class. And I was just like, fuck me, like, this is, uh, this is mad. 
and it just triggered this sort of like mad sort of memory nostalgia of, of a phase of my liking music that I had completely forgotten. Yeah. And like a rake of songs were like open up to me all over again, just by chance. Um, and it, it, happened me, it happened me as well with the current Snowcast bass on Spotify where, um, what was it? It was uh, the Hermitage Green song, Quicksand. Yeah. Okay, again, that came up and suggested, or no, I had like, I had, I had like a shuffle play on of uh, like others playlist of similar songs. Next thing, Quicksand came on and like that, I just knew it off the heart. And I couldn't even fucking say it was Hermitage Green or what did, I couldn't tell you what the chorus was after 40 seconds, but I knew I knew it off the heart. So we're not gonna be, subconscious yeah. is mad when it comes to sound music, like. I know, I, it's it, it, like, what you're saying there about like that like kinda, period of your life where like you just really get into music or you know you really yeah. I, I suppose you really formulate your your music taste at, like at that point in time and it definitely like no matter what amount of like other music you get into over the course of your life you always kind of reflect back on that so say like you might have gone into say old school rap or something at, at a different point after that you know yeah. uh, but like you'd always hone back to that playlist and like you know that yeah. that like th those few people like um i remember like i which is, this this is quite cringe but i'd say it's not cringe because everybody does it but like i remember i made kira a playlist back in the day like you know and uh actually what's funny though about oh, yeah, it's not cringe because i've i've made snowcast playlists purely looking for needs approval <laughs> <laughs> Like, I'd be like, what did you think of the Snowcast playlist this week, Neil? And she'd be like, I haven't even looked at it. <laughs> Great Neve impression. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, but anyway, uh, actually, what, what is quite funny, though, between um, then and now is that I remember I made a playlist for Kira at the time, and I was kind of like, into you know a good bit of uh, rock and like kind of American rock and stuff at the time, and um, so I would have had a lot of like say Green Day, Weezer, Foo Fighters, uh, f uh, Feeders. There would have been a lot of like bit of Limp Bizkit thrown in. Bit of Limp Bizkit. Well, actually, I'm not sure. Is this post Limp Bizkit? Um, actually, I think it could have been post Limp Bizkit. Limp Bizkit, my I said peak a bit Limp Bizkit, maybe 2001 or so. Um, peak kind of wrestling time. Yeah, it's mad that we were like mad into Limp Bizkit and like fucking all this when we were like 11 and 12. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, Muse, uh, though, uh, like a few uh, a few kind of uh, like um, rock bands and stuff around that time, um, I would have been into. But the funny thing about that playlist that I made for Kira, I think it was like a t two CDs I think I made for Kira at the time, which maybe about 30 songs or so. There wasn't one female artist in any like throughout the yeah. two CDs, there wasn't one female artist, and now I would say I probably listen a maj yeah. majority to like female, uh, definitely female vocalists. That's really interesting because it's actually something that like, for example, Neve doesn't. Neve doesn't actually by default or just default isn't to gravitate towards female vocals. Yeah. Whereas like the last. Take for example, the Snowcast space at the moment. So we've got Jose, who's obviously male, and the Galaxy, the vocals for the Galaxy are done by male. But then like Ham Sandwich vocals are done by female. Felix One is a male, Hermitage Green male, James Bond, right? The point I'm trying to make is actually, 
not great here, but Little Green Cars have female vocals. Especially the song My Love Took Me Down to the River, like fucking great female vocal on that. Yeah. Like I'm I actually think and People who know me will know I absolutely fucking love Florence Welch as well. Like, I just think yeah. she's an amazing vocal range. And like we've got Ham Sandwich on it twice. Like the Cranberries. Like some female vocals are absolutely brilliant. Wyvern Lingo as well. A band Wyvern we've, Lingo. We've gone to see Heim. live a couple of times. Heim. Absolute legends. Churches are a band that I yeah. really fucking got into uh, the, a couple of years ago as well. Where like, you know, there's some brilliant female vocalists out there Fleet at the moment. Mac. Fleetwood Mac, yeah. Fleetwood Mac were like the real trailblazers when it came to that kind of stuff, weren't they? Like, like I know like you had ABBA who were like splitting stuff like that, but Fleetwood Mac in terms of like crossing over between genres and everything and like having like Mick Fleetwood baiting the drums and then um, Stevie Nicks like giving some serious focus, like that's fucking different level. Like. Yeah. And they were tiny, Fleetwood Mac are tiniest. Yeah. Fucking tiniest. Uh, no, that's really good. Actually, I, I went to like um, I went to Roshi Murphy at um, at EP. Quality, like so yeah. good, like you know. Do you know who's um, a female artist that I love? She's got uh, some brilliant songs and brilliant vocals. She's not that well known. Uh, is Lisa Canny? I don't know Who? if you've ever Lisa come across Hannigan. her. Lisa Canny. No. Lisa. Lisa. Lisa, Lisa Hannigan. Hannigan is unbelievable. Beautiful, yeah. I'd imagine she's fairly well known though. Yeah, she would be. Yeah, that's why yeah. I, I sorry, miss her shit. But uh, Lisa Canning's really good as well if you look her up. She's got a brilliant vocal range. Um, I think we should start wrapping it up. Like this chat about nostalgic songs and different eras of songs and stuff. I reckon there's a full podcast in that. Yeah. And I reckon we should rope some friends in for that one as well because they'll have some brilliant takes. And like Roshi and all. Yeah. Do, do we know any like do we know any female musicians? Um, we think about it. We'll get back onto it. Yeah, we get onto it. Uh, I want to. I want to say one thing for sure. Anyway, we're very appreciative of our patrons on Patreon. Yeah. Uh, we were only talking the other day about. Um, you know, we're in a lucky position now that we have a couple of pounds because of the continued donation of our our Patreon supporters, and uh, how we're going to fucking spend that small bit of money and and what we're going to do to improve the snowcast. Look forward to, to bringing it on. Um, anyone can support us if you would like to buy us a cup of coffee or even better a pint but you can't do that because of geographical reasons or because you don't need us out uh, you can do that via the Patreon app yeah. to go to www.patreon.com for our snowcast and you'll see a whole host of tiers and options for you there click on them please and uh, donate the price of a cup of coffee or a pint once a month we'll be very grateful and you'll get a shout out on the show and some other perks depending on how much uh, you're willing to sponsor us with? Um, uh, for Patreons, all our, our our Patreons already that are there, uh, we are hoping to get out some yeah. some of the um, bottle openers or whatever fridge magnet stuff uh, yep. to you soon enough. Um, yeah, we just need to accumulate some of the funds and let it let it yeah. uh, We've we've got some quotes and stuff, and we just need to buy them. The other thing as well is, um, I reckon, right. We're some lads. Uh, for the first, I'm gonna say for the for the for the first 25 patrons that we get, we're gonna put them in a little loyalty spreadsheet, a super loyalty spreadsheet. And as we go on down for the next couple of years, hopefully, and as we get more stuff and all that, we're gonna send you some fucking cool shit yeah. on the fly. We promise to do that. Yeah. Um, so we, we'll be doing that. And um, the other thing as well is follow us on Facebook, Instagram. 
Twitter, we're Snowcast on all those. Uh, it, fucking, as always, get on to us, um, reply to us, tweet us, send us on your song suggestions for the next Snowcast playlist. I'll update it in the next couple of weeks. Um, we'd any, love to hear them. Yeah, any questions? You can give, send any us a song. voice message on Anchor and yeah. to if you want to give us a question or anything anchor.fm forward slash snowcast if you have any uh, long questions you can contact us on the snowcast at gmail.com if if you have any long questions right do it in a voice message on anchor send it to us and we'll play the audio and we'll answer it then that'll be sound Um, and uh, look after yourselves have a fucking great week thanks for tuning in really appreciate it Uh, we've been the snowcast this week Owen, uh, Owen will be sending us a few small little updates from Japan as oh, he yeah. goes. I'm off actually, guys. And, uh, so I've, uh, uh, I've roped a few replacement Owens in for the next few weeks. Some Snowcast favourites from down through the episodes. Yeah, I'm off. I'm off for the next three weeks. I'll be back mid October. Yeah. Um. So, but hopefully you will hear from me. I'll be uh, sending a few voice messages, maybe a few topics, maybe a few questions yeah. for the lads to discuss. And uh, Tommy will be with you. And Tommy will be with me. Tommy always has plenty so, of questions. So we might have a little, we might have a little segment ourselves yeah. on each. Uh, or look, if you get the chance, record away. Yeah. And uh, best of luck on your travels. Enjoy it. Thanks. And uh, up Ireland. Who gives a fuck, really? <laughs> right, slaunch it, Eve. Good luck. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.